Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Back on board on the mark. It's a delight to have you with us again today. It's a Thursday in the Valley. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. If you've got something on your mind this morning, share it with us by dialing that number, telling our producer, Lynn Hall, I'd like to speak to the guy, the nutty guy on the radio, and then she'll put you right through to me. Or you can email us if you prefer to do that, as several have done already this morning, at onthemark at wkok.com, or text us, as several have done yesterday, 702 but be sure to put OTM at the start of your message. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and the Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday from 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. and on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials or build a Ford, Hyundai, or Kia to your precise specifications. And, of course, they do sell. Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. They are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Some unfinished business from yesterday. Our caller, Chris, usually generates some comment, and one of our texters says, Chris, a member of the death cult. And then another says, Google has suppressed the Nashville shooter manifesto, been taken off YouTube, Instagram, and others. And Jim says, I'm sorry, another texter says, Jim is in the anti-freedom death cult, typically misinformed CNN consumer. That finishes our texts, our emails. One of our emailers said, I had to chuckle yesterday when fake news stand referred to people who are pro-choice as the death cult. He's the guy who vigorously defends guns after every single mass shooting that leaves innocent people, including children, dead. Hey, fake news stand people in glass death houses or glass death cults shouldn't throw stones. And one of our other emailers says, and let's see here, after watching the debacle last night, known by the Republican Party as a debate, one must ask this question. Is the Republican Party sending us their best and brightest? They have a con man at the top of the ticket and dumb and dumber trying to replace him. Bomb Iran? Really? Punish China by not trading with them? Really? Just about everything we buy comes from China. They say cut spending but offered other programs that will cost more money. Build more nuclear submarines and ships was proposed. They're 
their plans to fix Social Security are not at all a plan. They still don't get it on abortion. Drilling for oil is up to the oil companies who have millions of acres of drilling not now being used. And of course, more uh, more oil would lead to cheaper prices and less profit. Wall Street, the investors and CEOs surely are not in favor of that. Politics for dummies should have been the theme for the evening. Biden-Harris, 2024. And we have two callers on the line first thing this morning, and we'll start with Cindy. Good morning, Cindy. You're on the mark from Shemokin Dam. Hello, Cindy. I expressed my frustration because... We didn't hear the first part of what you had to say. I'm sorry. I said good morning. Oh, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's easy enough to handle. (laughs) After the last debate, I expressed my frustration because they would ask unique questions of candidates and hop around, and they never gave me a chance to compare answers to the same question. And by gum, last night, that's what they did. They asked a question... And they made each one of the people answer it. I was delighted, delighted, because I could compare what I thought, you know, what their response was and what my reaction was to issues like, should we be supporting Israel? Should we be supporting Ukraine? To how much money should we spend in, in Ukraine? You know, and those kinds of issues. How do you want to save Social Security? Um, I thought it was interesting that they were going to uh, shield people your and my age, Joe, and yet change the situation for people in their 20s and 30s. There's a lot of things I think we can do to prop up Social Security without having to do that. I certainly agreed with, oh gosh, I think it was DeSantis who said, why are we giving Social Security to millionaires? Now, I know, Joe, that you passionately believe that they paid in and then they should get back. But he made the point that we all pay taxes in, but we don't all get food stamps. We all pay taxes in, but as many people point out, they don't have children in public school, so they don't benefit from that. We all pay uh, taxes in, but we each utilize the health care system at a different rate. So I thought that made a very good point. Why should millionaires and billionaires get Social Security? I don't think they should. Just like I've said in the past, you make me pay for these wars, and I don't want to participate in these wars. So... But you know the old expression, from each according to his ability to each according to his need, that's called communism. Well, I think that within certain limited situations, I don't, I don't agree with this whole there should be some minimum uh, high standard upon which we put everyone. I mean, just cons- in terms of their, uh, of their lifestyle, just consider that Biden has let, uh, and I hear this number vary back and forth, but... Roughly 8 million people in the last three years he's admitted uh, unfettered into this country. And that's across the southern border. That doesn't even take the 2 million people that we do allow to legally immigrate to the United States and stay here. Well, am I then to raise the standard of living of all of those people to provide them with housing, food, clothing, uh, an education, et cetera, et cetera? I think that's beyond the pale, beyond our resources. I agree with you completely, but that's what we're doing. We're actually cutting benefits to people who live in this country, born and raised here, in order to provide things for people who walked across the door, came across the door without permission. Well, it's interesting that those high holies, as I call them, these progressive 
cities whose mayors came out and said, oh, yes, let all these people in, and you're uh, an ignorant SOB if you don't want to allow all these people in. And now they all have found their way to those cities, at which point they're going, OMG, I can't handle all these people living here for free. Huh. Huh. Doesn't that sound like what a lot of us said about admitting them in the first place? Yeah, but the problem is they're blaming it on the Republican governors who are sending them there instead of blaming the President of the United States and his open border policies. Well, it is not the fault of the Republican governors who send them there. When you allow the people in, they have the unfettered un, uh, right to go anywhere in this country they want. And they may have all migrated to Chicago, to New York City, etc. So they can't blame that on the Republicans for moving them there providing them with an easy way to get there, right? An easier way to get there. But doesn't it make the biggest city in this country, New York City, and they're complaining. And it hasn't gone well. I, I see the problem. But, uh, you know, we told you that. We told you that. And they've w overwhelmed their public school system. Shame on them for that. What becomes of the children in the public school system who are American citizens and or legal residents who had the right to an expect to expect a quality education, and now they're not going to get one because chaos reigns. Well, I don't know whether you heard Donald Trump's rally last night. It said it was on TV, but I don't know where, what channel or what, what network may have carried it. But he promised, among other things, that he would start, if reelected, the largest deportation campaign in America's history. Good. Good. If you aren't here legally, you should go back to where you came from. I, I'm amazed at the... Uh, I, I was thrilled, let me say this, in the debate, and I cannot fairly uh, ascribe to which candidate said this, but several of the candidates said, if you are on an American college campus, if you're here on a student visa to attend college, and you're part of fulminating all of this dissent in the streets, you're going to have your visa revoked and you're going to go home. Because we don't invite these people to attend college here so that they can disrupt our political process. You're not an American. You're a guest. This is like coming to Thanksgiving dinner, and you've decided you don't like the menu that I have, and now you're going to make a mess out of my Thanksgiving dinner. I don't think so. I would show you the door. And I think that's exactly what we should do. They, if they want to come here to go to school, which, of course, really just economically benefits the universities, right? It provides them with students because all these universities are experiencing a decline in enrollment, and they, of course, live off this, uh, the riches that come from selling their product to these students. And if they have fewer customers, then they become alarmed that their riches are threatened. I get that. So... That doesn't mean then they can let in every Tom, Dick, and Harry so that the university makes a few bucks at the expense of the American people's right to safety, to calm in the streets, to uh, have a responsible community. I agree with you, and that leaves me with only one question. What's your menu for Thanksgiving dinner? I want to know if I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what everybody usually has. Okay. You know, cranberry sauce and turkey and mashed potatoes and uh, some veggie. It's always up for discussion. We try to vary the veggie a little bit. Well, so I'm, I'm still enraged at uh, Hanover Foods. I they know you are, they took my Cope's dried canned corn off the market for some reason. No, they... I saw it, and I thought about you. I saw that at, at the local grocery store next to our community here just 
last week or the week before, and I thought of you immediately. Well, they have the bags, but they don't have the cans. They stopped making the cans. Ah. And the bags, I don't care. I tried that last Thanksgiving. It doesn't taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Cindy. Appreciate care, your call Alan. as always. Happy Thanksgiving. And to you as well. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. The hotlines are open. We had a caller on hold, but apparently had to give up. But, you know, Cindy was talking about the debate, and one of our emailers, EB, says, During last night's Republican debate, Vivek Ramaswamy said the Republican Party has become a party of losers. Finally, a conservative says something I completely agree with. If those losers are the best the GOP has to offer, Biden will easily cruise to a second term. And then there's the biggest loser of all who was hiding in his golf club because he was too scared to take part in the debate. How are we supposed to believe he'll stand up to people like Putin when he's afraid to stand up to Chris Christie? I guess he didn't want to answer questions about his four criminal indictments and 91 felony charges. I imagine poor baby Donald was sitting in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago shoving Big Macs down his throat and using classified documents to wipe his tears. Well, better that than what else he might have wiped. Uh, like Ramaswamy himself said, a party of losers. Only problem with that E.B. old, well, I won't say old friend, but friend, uh, is that President Trump was addressing a rally, and he was apparently having quite a few people there, to be honest with you. Joe from Sunbury, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Oh, yeah, good morning. Well, I, I told your screener that uh, I rarely or anyone gets a chance to uh, correct uh, Cindy, but... Uh, on Wednesday, she uh, mentioned about the housing bubble burst, right? That was the topic, and I know Chris was on later. But Cindy mentioned, uh, not maybe the cause, but maybe she left this out just because, you know, you have a little bit of a time frame. But she, she blamed for the, the 2008 burst uh, on the bank. I wrote it down, and the banks, realtors, appraisers, and the builders conspired, uh, and what they conspired to obviously led to. But she left out the federal government, and that was the real cause because the banking industry is regulated in such a way so constrictive. I think you may know even more than I do about it. I'm not real familiar with any of it, but I have read articles. I was interested in the cause of uh, the 2008 uh, market crash or the bank crash really right the banks 28 or so went down and the, the major lending banks so what happened was if you can look up uh, start with the where it started was with the Jimmy Carter administration and he uh, put forward what is called the Community Reinvestment Act I went over this a couple years ago when we were talking about it and uh, then that uh, what that did was he tied the FDIC federal money to banks that they had to invest in low-income areas in their, what they call their charter, right, the area where they can lend. So they had to invest, so the, the feds tied the FDIC to that. So in, in order to that, they had to go into low-income areas and undeveloped areas and make high-risk high loans, and then they tied them to... Uh, high profit loans, so that was all tied together. That was the beginning of it, and you can read on. Uh, there's many articles about how that started the whole thing, and then what was secondly was uh, Bill Clinton had made a, a slight adjustment to that for his own political gain, 
and uh, well, I forget, uh, I did, uh, it was called the CDO, he put in, uh, but that wasn't really an act. The, the bank's seen a way to make money with these low-income and all that, but... Uh, well, I banks are always going to find a way to make money. I mean, that's what they're in business hey, to do. Right, and that's what they did with selling these low-income, right? That's what happened when they sold all these high-risk low-income, because what the Carter administration wanted to do was a... Is, Good enough, and maybe even Clinton wasn't all uh, political game. But what Carter wanted to do, and he's seen an economic boom, right? When you have a housing boom, so to speak, your economy picks up, right? But they were lending to people who couldn't afford to pay the loans, and then that led to the banks default, or, you know, crashing. So if you if uh, but my whole thing I don't know if people will read about it I find it interesting how but just the fact that the federal government was the really the source of that by their regulation and tying uh, the FDIC to low income rates and they had to do it that way but I do see where it would have benefited low income areas or undeveloped areas and then you build and you have investment or if they're uh, you know a slum area you have reinvestment in in buildings so that uh, kind of was a good idea but uh, obviously with the federal government making the regulations the banks seen a way to make more profit and in the long run it failed but there are going to be people who say that the bankers shouldn't have you know been allowed to oh, get there are people there, that's that's true and there are people they had hearings on this and before 2008 Economists said you can't do it this way. I, I, I forget the guy's name. I'm not, you know, I'm just going by memory here. But uh, if you want to read articles about what was really the, the, the seeds of uh, the 2008 failure, if you read that and how it's connected to Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, it's really pretty interesting. I know there, there's a movie out there called The Big Short, which I've never seen, but it really doesn't, uh, it more, uh, it, I think it's supposed to focus on Wall Street rather than really what the seeds were that really, yeah. you know, go into the failure. Well, let's hope we don't have another one. How about we can both agree on that, right? right. Yeah, I agree. But uh, <laughs> just uh, that's always a little bit of a irritant when uh, the Wall Street's blamed for it, but they just did what the federal government allowed them to do, and they changed. And the federal government changed the rules a bit for their own political gain, but it led to the failures. Okay. And that's why, Cindy wanted to know why no one went to jail, or no one was tried, because it would have eventually went back, and people, the general public would have seen that it was the failure of the federal government and their part in it. That's okay. why the, the feds never really pushed it. You know, maybe they had a couple of showcases or perp walks, but I, I don't really remember that. Well, we'll but, find out. Hey, thanks, right. Joe. Appreciate your call, as always, sir. Thank you. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. The hotlines are open. Give us a call. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? 
SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. There's a lot going on at Maria Joseph Continuing Care Community in Danville. We're hosting a CNA training class the end of January. Maria Joseph is interviewing interested candidates for us to sponsor through the classes. Trainings will be held on site at the Emanuel Center. Call Nicole, 570-275-4221. And MariaJosephCCC.org, serving others with a compassionate heart. Maria Joseph Continuing Care Community in Danville. Equal Opportunity Employer. You'll always hit the bullseye when you visit Weaver's Archery. You'll be at the top of your game with their full line of bows, crossbows, arrows, sights, rests, stabilizers, releases, broadheads, and more. You'll see the names you know and trust like Matthews, Hoyt, Botech, Mission, Prime, Ten Point, Raven, and Excalibur. Plus, they service what they sell. Try your equipment out on their indoor range and techno hunt video shoot. Excellence in archery. Always found at Weaver's Archery. Route 522 between Sealands Grove and Middleburg and at Weaver's Archery. You check your phone, thermostat, and the weather often, but the most important check of all should be yourself. A yearly visit with a healthcare provider is key to catching preventable illnesses early. When your healthcare provider sees you on a regular basis, it allows them to know your lifestyle and any potential risk factors too. Make the most important check of all, you. Find a healthcare provider and get information on updated vaccines at checkyourselfcentralpa.com. Who doesn't need to save money on their grocery bill? Hi, this is Justin Michaels of Surplus Outlet, and I invite you to come explore the many grocery items at below wholesale prices at Surplus Outlet. If you haven't checked out your local Surplus Outlet, you're missing out on the savings that could go right back into your pocket. Surplus Outlet carries the same items as the big box stores, but with greater savings. I encourage you to stop in today to Surplus Outlet to see for yourself the great selection of paper products, pet food, cleaning supplies, health and beauty items that go along with your everyday groceries. The cashier will be sure to do the checkout for you and bag your groceries when you're done. The holiday season is upon us, and Surplus Surplus Outlet has you covered from decorations to all the holiday fixings for a sit-down meal. Surplus Outlet has a great selection of fresh hams, fruits, and vegetables, and desserts to fit any budget. If you're looking for a gift to give to someone that will go far, be sure to pick up a Surplus Outlet gift card. Surplus Outlet has two great locations, Route 11 Northumberland and Route 15 Montgomery. Surplus Outlet is open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. and closed on Sundays. Be sure to follow and like Surplus Outlet on Facebook at Surplus Outlet Grocery Stores for special deal notifications. Do it today. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. We're brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Gene has a comment on our last caller. Gene says, Democrats Christopher Dodd and Barney Frank led the Dodd-Frank bill, which caused the 2008 collapse, forcing banks to offer loans to people who did not qualify. It was regulatory in nature. Joe is correct. The federal government sticking their nose into the market caused the crisis in 2008. Big surprise, right? Thank you, Gene. Appreciate that comment. Dan, you're on the mark this morning. Hey, good morning, Joe. Well, talking about the debate, you know, Tim Scott gained a lot of favor with me last night. 
And uh, as far as Nikki Haley and Chris Christie, I they I'm I gave up on them. I'm no could no more vote for them. But Tim Scott, he gained favor with me. He's almost right on almost everything, and he knows what can make America great, and he knows what had made America great in the past is why I I sort of lean towards Tim Scott now. Over Donald Trump? No, well, I'm talking in the four years from now. Oh, okay. You're not talking I, about the next election. <laughs> no, not the next one. But I I liked a lot of what he said, and I don't have no much problem with Ramaswamy or even DeSantis, but their time isn't right now. Their time will be in four years, is how I look at it. We can size them up right now and see if they, if the, the more likely they'll be back in the future. Well, you're pretty and, much an outlier. Most people seem to think last night's debate went to Nikki Haley. I, I, you know what I, I think. Ramaswamy called her out, and I think he's right. He called her Nick Cheney, or Dick Cheney in heels, and I see her as a war hawk. She can't let go of Ukraine like it's an essential battle we have to be involved in, and we have to put down Putin. And she, I think she's wrong there. Our main enemy is China for us, not not Putin, and we don't have to be in there. We shouldn't be there, and we wouldn't be there if Trump was in was the president. So I look at her as falling right after Dick Cheney. He'd never seen a war he didn't want to get us in, or a battle. You know, so you, you almost sound like Woodrow Wilson, who's once said there's such a thing as being too proud to fight. But somehow, you, I always remember the old adage, freedom isn't free. Somebody has to pay a price somewhere down the line to stick up for what's right in this world, don't they? Right, exactly. But this isn't the—Ukraine's uh, not the place. That is not the place all Putin wanted to do was get back two of them providences over there that he had in the first place. He don't want. He never wanted the whole country, but we got involved in that and made it bigger well, than it is. That's like saying Mexico's decided it wants Texas back and they're going to invade the country to take it. Would you have a problem with that? They had Boy, it first. They had it first. All to, that's altogether different. No, it's this. not. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing, Dan. I disagree, but the thing is, we're certainly not going to give Texas back our favorite, one of our favorite states, would we? Well, they also own California, so maybe they're going to come and take California back. You might be okay with that, right? <laughs> I'd be different with that. I have already said... I wish we could give Philadelphia to New Jersey. We could Pennsylvania could be a red state again if it wasn't for Philadelphia. Seven Democrats to one Republican in Philadelphia. Can you imagine that? Well, at least they're all in one place and we know where to find them. Exactly. 
Uh, not but, for anything uh, bad, by the way, just so we know where where they are. <laughs> yeah, right. I know what you mean there. But uh, yeah, I like uh, I like that. It was a good. Actually, I agree with Cindy. It actually, was a, you learned a lot about the candidates last night, despite. I know Robert Swamy took a swipe at the liberal media, which is like Trump would do. But but I appreciated. I did learn a lot about the candidate. Okay. Hey Dan, Even, thank but, you. Appreciate your yep. comments this morning. Glad yep. to hear from you. Take care. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We have two callers on the line. We'll try to get to them before we take another break. Stan, you have waited patiently. You left earlier, but you're back now. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Yeah, well, things came up. Uh, okay, well, they often do. <laughs> uh, as far as Ra- Ramaswamy last night, he went after uh, fake news. You know, he, he, he flat out asked them, you know, whether or not Hillary, you know, what was going on in 2016 with the fake dossier and uh, and a false Russia collusion narrative that the NBC reporters were, uh, you know, they're still... They're still uh, putting that out there so he, he called them out on it and of course they had no response because you know that's not the that's not the purpose of the narrator uh, moderators at a debate for them they respond to questions from the contestants or you know the people on the stage so i, I didn't like, expect I like that the to word happen, con- but she, she I like did the look word like contestants. the deer in headlights <laughs> i like the huh? word con- i like the word contestants <laughs> yeah contestants well you know they are contestants kind of so but yeah come on but down that, yeah so but uh, you know, one of the I did catch the first part of your uh, show, you know, and, and somebody called me fake news, you know, and in the death call. Well, if that was EB, I got it. Was it was, it? It was EB. It. Yes, it was EB. Okay, I figured it was. But you know, I'm not for the death of any children. You know what's going on in Israel and Gaza shouldn't be happening, but Hamas started it, so that's what's going on. You know, school shooters. I don't want that to happen ever. It's not the gun, E.B., it's the person behind it. Now, I want to know what E.D. thinks of the, you know, the Nashville shooter, the, the racist tropes she put out, you know, that, that were released in her manifesto. You know, it was leaked, but now the, all the social media networks and, uh, you know, organizations have uh, suppressed it as usual. You know, they don't want the truth to get out. So, but uh, unlike E.B., I'm not for the death cult of children because she's a abortion supporter. That is a death cult. I'm sorry. Nobody comes out of an abortion alive. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's 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 the death cult. I'm sorry. Just because I, I want to own a firearm to protect myself and my family, that's not a death cult. That is a, a natural right, you know, given to us by the great creator, correct? He says well, we are allowed <laughs> to defend ourselves. I ain't saying there's a difference between using a firearm offensively against innocent civilians and people that... Did nothing to you well, and where, 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 defensively. Hold a second, you lost me. You said the great creator. I, th- I seem to remember turn the other cheek, love thy neighbor as thyself. I don't uh, recall. I don't recall shoot that's somebody. In, that's in there. That no, no, no. That's in there too. But he never said that you shouldn't defend yourself when you're permanently, you know, you're savagely attacked. Did he? Well, he never said to go beat the the heck out of somebody if if they they offend you either. That's, oh, oh, wait a minute. If they offend you by words, no. But if they physically attack, you're allowed to defend yourself. Thou shalt not commit murder. It's one of the Ten well, Commandments. Yeah, and, and, and somebody should follow that. But has it the, you know, I believe in the Bible somewhere there, and I, I, and I will admit I don't. I'm not a big reader of it. 
But there is things about the the armies of uh, Israel and stuff going to smite the Philistines and stuff like that. And right. that was, you know, uh, basically approved by God. My, my we're loose, loose interpretation of it. Okay, well, I, I you know, just... So I'm not going to argue about it because, okay. you know, I'm no theologian, so I'm not. But I'm just saying, it's defensive. I, you know, if, if someone, you know, I don't understand E.B., when uh, if someone's breaking down her door, who's she going to call? Because obviously she has no firearms in her house because she doesn't want to be a member of the death cult, right? So who's she going to call? <clears throat> you know, when how about when the, uh, how about murder the and the killer is seconds away, the cops are fifteen minutes away. So what's she going to do? Lay down and take it, or is she going to be a statistic? Well, you'd oh, have to ask her that. Facts. You'd have to ask her that. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, I, and she won't respond to that. That's cold, hard facts. Either you're going to you know, stand up for yourself and defend yourself in the face of evil, or you're going to lay down and die. That's basically what it boils down to. Well, fortunately, so, there's, there's not often evil at the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, mo- there are more good people not in this, this world area. than criminals. <clears throat> not, <clears throat> not in this area, but there's areas of this country where it is. All you got to do is watch the news. Look online. Videos are out there. You know, that, that do you think that uh, Jewish guy that was uh, standing across the street protesting the pro-Hamas people out there in California wanted to die that day when the, when the pro-Hamas guy smacked him up alongside the head with his bore, he fell down and hit his head and died? No, you I think don't that think that was supposed to happen? No, I don't think so. Yeah, neither do I. But there it was. These guys took offense to some words, or I don't even know if there was words spoken. The guy might have just been holding an Israeli flag and maybe a sign protesting what they were doing. But he died. Now, we, there's a, there's another problem out there, and I don't know if you've heard about it, because it probably ain't a lot in the big, on the news, but uh, CNN, from what I understand, did put out a statement, because one of their uh, photographers, along with AP photographers and Reuters photographers were embedded with the Hamas terrorists on October 7th when they went into Israel and slaughtered and butchered the people. They were there to take pictures, record the events for Hamas. Hmm, I haven't heard that one. Well, that is. That, that's true. They, now, CNN said that they fired that photographer. Now, whether they did it under orders from the news agencies or they, they were employed by the news agencies, and, and, the, and the real question is, when did they know about was what was going to happen? How soon beforehand did they know? And why didn't they report it? And why did they keep taking pictures of dead well, people getting butchered? Fair enough. You know, that's, that's a question the fake news, you know, enemy of the people is going to have to answer for. But I know nothing will happen. But well, you all have a great day. You too, Stan. Appreciate your call. That's a good question. We'll have to get you an answer. All right, Eric's been waiting patiently. We'll take, talk to you, sir, before we take a break. Good morning. You're on the mark. Good morning. How are you this morning, sir? Hanging in there. How about yourself? All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, by legislate by vote, uh, Ohio has become the latest state to legalize recreational marijuana. Um, that makes all around us, except West Virginia, as being pro marijuana. Um, Pennsylvania seems to be headed that way. Uh, all of a sudden, we found a way to make a buck off of it. So now, everything we've Learned in the past as kids, everything that's been said bad about it all of a sudden goes away, Joe. That you know, just because we can make a buck off of it now, it's going to be okay. But have we? But have we been told the truth about it all along? I remember. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Reefer Madness? Yeah. Oh, right, right. But but that's not exactly the way people behave on marijuana. (laughs) No, but it. I also know that it is a gateway drug. 
and that's that's my perspective of a family experience uh and and with a family member with addictions started with marijuana and and it goes on to other things and then that's been proven too uh to, to say now because we can make a buck off of it uh it's okay it's not i mean the federal government still listed as a class one i did see there they're considering taking it down to a class three but my perspective is who's who's going to be the users of this probably the folks who also tend to have you know use of uh, tobacco and and you know um and alcohol uh those who can least afford it and um and i know the argument is well they're going to get it anyway and everything and and it, it makes it standard and makes it you know safer and everything but what's the message we give to our kids you know what's the message giving to our kids that that this this is okay and it's not uh i know it's more accessible now and uh, hey, back at the turn of the century, you you go out and buy cocaine too, uh, you know, in the, in the apothecary. They make it right. Um, and my concern is that uh, this is going to take us in the wrong direction. But having said that, if if this gets legalized, then I want then very strong rules put in place along with that legislation to ensure the very severe penalties anyone who starts selling it uh, to kids. And my concern is once you can buy just like just like beer, just like anything else, once it, you can buy it, anyone can, you know. Um, but and and how is the how is the state going to regulate it? You know, uh, I see over in Ohio they're giving um, they're giving premiums to those adversely affected by by the uh, non legalizing. It means their current dispensaries all of a sudden become you know become the way to sell pot. Do I want to see five? Uh, Let's see two uh, two uh, pot uh, pot you know dispensaries there on Market Street in Sealands Grove. Uh, no, I don't. Um, I think it's sending a bad message. I'm, I'm against it, um, but I don't know. Is it, is it coming inevitable? I don't know. But I told you you know a few years ago when we talked about this. Once they said it was okay for medical and how easy it was to get the medical, that was this one step away from from legalizing it and making it recreational and. Uh, you know, I think it's a bad step. It's much worse than tobacco and, and how we regulate it. And then what are we going to do then? Have uh, THC tests and all the cops so they, uh, when people are pulled over being high now that it's legal um, and, and the traffic part of it and getting down to our kids, I think it's a bad step. Well, I, I've felt for a long time that if you're going to do it for money, then it's the wrong thing to do. The same way I feel that gambling is not a good way to support needed public improvements or uh, systems. I, I just don't think it's good public policy to take money from people who should be spending it on other things, gambling or, you know. But if we're going to do a marijuana and we're going to do gambling, you know, what's next? Prostitution? Mark used to argue in favor of that. <laughs> on, a uh, no. on a philosophical basis, he wasn't going to, you know, he was just saying, if we're going to do one, why don't we do right. them all? Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think the other thing is, of course, you know, we know the effects of secondhand smoke, but, but you know, you have parents who are token up and the kids are in a the room, they're going to get high. I mean, that's just that's the way the nature, you know, nature of that, 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 that drug is, yep. right? Um, so, you know, bad enough secondhand smoke, but secondhand pot smoke? Okay, and that now so okay, so the parents decide, hey, I need to toke up, I need to calm myself down, toke up before I go to work. So the kids are in the room having breakfast. They they, they go into the to the uh, school so reeking of marijuana and so forth. that seem high. They'll get in trouble because you know they, now now you know, they're exposed to it and so forth, and they're under twenty one. You know how, how do we differentiate that? A lot different than than alcohol, where you have to you know take the part of ingesting it. You know, 
And have you never the wrong have you never I heard about the gambling? Uh, have, I was against. Uh, have you, you ever know. heard of Alice B. Toklas brownies? You can ingest marijuana <laughs> as well. I saw that. I watched that movie. Okay. I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was one wild flick about '67 or '68 with uh, Peter Sellers. Yeah. And yes. Hey, we got we got to take <laughs> well, a break here, Eric. But I appreciate you. your calling. Thank you, sir, for your comments as always. Okay. And we'll see what happens when Pennsylvania winds up doing it. It's in the house. We'll see how far it goes. All right, Rick, hang on. We're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Rick from Watsontown on On the Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Who doesn't need to save money on their grocery bill? Hi, this is Justin Michaels of Surplus Outlet, and I invite you to come explore the many grocery items at below wholesale prices at Surplus Outlet. If you haven't checked out your local Surplus Outlet, you're missing out on the savings that could go right back into your pocket. Surplus Outlet carries the same items as the big box stores, but with greater savings. I encourage you to stop in today to Surplus Outlet to see for yourself the great selection of paper products, pet food, cleaning supplies, health and beauty items that go along with your everyday groceries. The cashier will be sure to do the checkout for you and bag your groceries when you're done. The winter weather is upon us, and Surplus Salad has you covered with rock salt and windshield washer fluid to help fight the inclement weather. Surplus Salad has a great selection of national brand coffees, teas, hot chocolate, and soups to keep you warm. The prices are always hot at Surplus Salad, so stop in today to help beat the winter weather. Surplus Salad has two great locations, Route 11 Northumberland and Route 15 Montgomery. Surplus Salad is open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. and closed on Sundays. Be sure to follow and like Surplus Salad on Facebook at Surplus Outlet Grocery Stores for special deal notifications. Do it today. Okay. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, and we've got Rick from Watsontown. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Oh, yes. I just like to mention that Israel is not allowed to carry guns. They're, they're not allowed to carry weapons over there. I do believe if they were carrying, that whole situation would have been a little bit different. But if you can go into a spot and know nobody has any guns, that's pretty easy. Well, you agree? Well, you know, I think there's that argument. Stan makes that argument when he calls the program all the time. That uh, And Mark Lawrence used to require that uh, he thinks everybody should have a gun. I, I don't know that I buy that. I don't know that it makes it safer. But I would say in an instance I where people... I think it would make the Israelis a little safer. It might well do that. But Israeli... Oh, I think. I think when I know somebody's carrying, I'm not just going to cut a hole in the fence and go over and start killing and raping. But I hope by the time the the cops get there, somebody does something. What was that? I was twelve hundred people murdered, two hundred fifty hostages. 
Yeah, but, All because nobody's allowed to carry a gun. No, I don't think it's because of that, Rick. I mean, they have a, a good defense force in Israel, and they spend a lot of their gross yeah, national product on defense. In time. You have a good defense force. You can see that. But this is three weeks later. <laughs> they don't get there. By the time they get there, it's all over with. Yeah, but Rick, stop and think for a moment. We have mass murders in this country, and cops are nearby, and people carry guns. It doesn't stop people from doing bad stuff. Well, it sure does help. Well, I agree with you there. It does just help. Imagine if, uh, just imagine if America went gun-free, and we're all gun-free here. Who do you think would be in charge? The guy with the bigger gun. Well, okay. <laughs> I could come to your house and say, hey, Joe, where's all your money stashed? I want it. Now. Well, there's an old ad. You don't have a gun. I do. No, I I'm don't have criminal. a gun. <laughs> I got the gun. The cops ain't going to get there in time. I know how much time I got before I get there. Well, yeah, but, you know, the cops could be right next door. You don't know that for sure. They could be, but they're not. They're down at the donut shop having a coffee. Now that sounds insulting to police officers. Yeah, but the, the police don't hang out at Dunkin' Donuts or the coffee Eagles Win Cafe well, all the time. I think you do know. <laughs> By the time I get what I want, it's too late. There's nobody in Israel. That whole thing, 1,200 people, no guns right there. So they can go over. It's a gun-free zone. They can go over, rape, murder. Everything. I think that's a stupid idea. But they're paying you the price. Get me to be a colonist there, Rick. They know there's no gun. <laughs> Rick. Right across that fence. Earth to Rick. Everybody wants to kill you. They're paying a price for it, Rick. I would say that the right now the people in oh, Hamas. Yeah, but it's a low rate for the 1,200 people. Well, look at the 9,000. 9,200 people. They paid the price. There are 9,000 other people who paid the price in Palestine since then. <coughs> Where? I mean, where, who paid the price? The people that are being killed, the civilians, if you will, and the Hamas people who are, who started the whole yeah, thing are now the, paying, they're being killed later. too. And you're going to have to leave. Eventually, this is just a part-time thing. Okay. They'll go in, clear it out, and then they'll come back and do the same thing again. Okay. Hey, Rick, thank you. We appreciate your comments as always, sir. We've got to take our final break of the day. We have one caller on hold. Stand by. We'll be right back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. 
This is my favorite time of the year, and Gracie's Flowers in Sealands Grove is my favorite place to find just what I need so I can start my holiday decorating now. They have coordinating table centerpieces, wreaths, and garlands. Their annual holiday open house is coming up on Friday and Saturday, November 10th and 11th, and you'll find great savings and specials and new seasonal decor items and holiday gift-giving ideas. Enjoy door prizes and refreshments, too. So stop by their open house on Friday, November 10th, and Saturday, November 11th. Gracie's Flowers, North Market Street, or online at graciesflowers.com. With Giant Choice Rewards, I always save money. I can earn choice points on stuff I already buy, then redeem my points for extra dollars off. Thanks, Giant App. Giant, for today's table. Save on our brand chicken wings or chicken breasts. $1.77 per pound with digital coupon. You check your phone, thermostat, and weather often. But the most important check of all should be yourself. COVID is still out there, but boosters against the latest variants are available. Find out where and how to get up to date at CheckYourselfCentralPA.com. And we're back with On the Mark and from Lance, uh, rather from Herndon, here comes Lance. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Okay. Waiting for it. Anyway, um, last October's Forbes magazine carried an article was quite, um, well, extensive, talking about the marijuana meltdown. And it sums it up here. You can't, you know, are not supposed to read stuff, but it says over-regulation, over-taxation, contradictions. America's politicians have completely blown the easiest revenue opportunity ever, legalized drugs. And what happened was it gave the um, gangs or all the drug dealers a cover. So they can sell a whole lot cheaper than what the greedy politicians are willing to sell it for. So it has really uh, backfired on them. We've got marijuana all over the place in the uh, states that have done it. And uh, all it was, the people are making the money for the people who always made the money, the drug dealers. Because they can sell it cheaper than what the government is willing to part with it for. Well, you know, you know, I, I'm not familiar with all of the states that have legalized it and how well they've managed it with respect to the revenue stream that they generate. Uh, maybe you are familiar with it, but it does seem, you know, like one more thing. If we're going to permit gambling, now we're having marijuana, what's next? Um, it seems to me that we're on a slippery slope here. Well, yeah, but uh, I think that we've already gone down the slope when it comes to alcohol. All right, but, but like, sticking with marijuana for a minute, I mean, there are people selling marijuana right now. I would suspect, and, and I don't know for, for sure, but I would suspect if I really wanted it, I could find some way to get it. Well, sure. You betsky. Um, so the, is it better to have an underground economy in marijuana or an above-ground economy in marijuana? Well, you're, you're giving it away to the underground is what you're doing. How am I doing that? If, if we legalize it, if we make it taxable, if we sell it the same way we sell cigarettes. I mean, let's take cigarettes for an example. Nobody is manufacturing their own cigarettes at home. You know, there's nobody growing tobacco, but the cost of his pack of cigarettes now is what, six bucks or some ridiculous amount like that? Yeah. All right. So there would certainly be an incentive there if it was profitable to make your own tobacco cigarettes and sell them for $4 a pack. Well, yeah, but you're not really comparing the same thing. 
I mean, these it's the are same already, bad habit, smoking. It's the same bad habit. <laughs> yeah, I always sure I understand that part. But uh, you see, the people who have always made the money, it was a giveaway to them, like a giveaway to organized crime, basically is what happened. Well, you know, look at prohibition. What what good did that do the United States of America? Can you think of one positive thing that came out of prohibition? Oh, absolutely. None. Well, right, none. We created right. a criminal class, and so to the extent that we 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 criminalize things that people demonstrate that they want, and if there's no demonstrable harm from giving it to them, aren't we just running in the same circle over and over again? Well, yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with you on that one. But uh, what I'm trying to say is that this revenue stream that they thought that was right there, uh, because of the fact they get greedy, and it's, they've done it in every state, they make it so that it's a whole lot easier for the drug dealers to dispense the product because they have a cover. In other words, if somebody has the stuff, all you got to do is get a a bag or whatever that the stuff from the government comes in and stuff it with whatever you want to. Well, that's the same thing they do with cigarettes and cigarette tax stamps. There's a yeah. big, big trade in running up uh, from states that have very low taxes and cigarettes, running them up north, putting fake stickers on them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I guess my point, I don't mean to be argumentative about it, but I think my point is, no matter what law you make, if there's some profit to be made by breaking that law, somebody's going to break it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, well then we're in agreement. But the thing, oh yeah. But so, what should we do about it? Do we give up? Or do we say, okay, this is going to happen anyway, so we let it go, or do we, to the best of our ability and for the benefit benefit of society, try to control it in some meaningful way? Well, yeah, I guess uh, we could do that. But are, are the efforts that the governments have done so far are totally uh, nil? Well, look at the war on drugs. Who, who was it that started the war on drugs? I forget. Was it, um, oh, uh, just say no. It was um, Ronald Reagan's wife. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work, did it? No. No, and again, if somebody wants something, I think they're going to move heaven and earth to get it, whether we exactly. like it or not. I mean, who among us doesn't know that um, the drugs that are out there can cause serious problems and lead to death, and yet some people choose to take their lives in their own hands by doing it. And society, we, we spend a fortune in uh, naloxicone to try and revive them after they've done some bad behavior or, you know, antisocial behavior, I'll call it. But we try to protect people from themselves, and we do it as best we can. But in the end, there are some people that are just going to go their own way, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like alcohol. 192,000 people died, and uh, that's what, almost three times what did with fentanyl. Uh, I'll call back earlier next time, Lance, we'll get you more time. Hey, thanks so much for being with us this week. It's been fun. We're going to be back Monday with more of On the Mark. Join us then on WKOK Sunbury, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. <laughs>